everybody. Welcome to episode five of Geeking Out. I'm Kevin. He's Anthony. Um, hopefully that'll work correctly because I am doing some weird technical stuff using iPads and stuff. How are you doing, dude? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, a little nervous making sure everything works because we're using Discord. Um, I have an iPad and all this stuff. I think it's working. Hopefully, watch uh, watch none of this actually work. Oh boy! So we got a lot of news today. Yes, we do. My wallet already hurts. Wallet already hurts. I'm gonna lower your volume a little bit, and now I think we're good. Now I'll probably. Are we? I'll raise. I think we're good. Cool. Um. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff about nvidia today this is kind of like the day we've been waiting for at least us gamers have been so they uh i I was at work so i wasn't able to watch the event uh all that much i was able to listen to it though they finally showed us ampere as i pronounce it ampere ampere i think ampere I think that's correct. Ampere, that's what the three thousand series. The three thousand. The thirty series. Ampere RTX thirty series. So just go with thirty series. That works for me. Uh, so the new thirty series. I'm gonna say Ampere because screw it. From Nvidia, uh, the thirty seventy, thirty eighty, thirty ninety. Uh, I'm not gonna go too ultra crazy into all the specs because that's on Tom's hardware and every tech website under the sun. The interesting thing, uh, one of the early episodes we did, we were talking about pricing of not just NVIDIA, AMD as well, just new graphics cards, and we were nervous about having to spend like $800, $900 on a new GPU. That would be like you know, really powerful and like a big upgrade from what we have now. Uh, so they dropped a couple bombshells, and uh, actually Jensen even called out. Like I feel like he personally was going at me. At one point, he was like, "Oh, and to all my friends on Pascal, yeah, this is for you. So uh, you can upgrade now." So like I felt like he like personally upgrade was upgrade now. <laughs> no, yeah, I forget the exact quote, but he basically said, "And to all my fr- like." He's like, from a technical standpoint, to go from Pascal to Turing with ray tracing and all this, it was a massive technical feat. But you guys wanted to see a bigger jump. We hear you. And then they showed all this. And then he's like, yes, so uh, to all my Pascal friends, it's safe to upgrade now. And I'm like, I kind of feel like he was taking that, like, directly at me. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so the 3070... The 499 should be around 2080 Ti levels. I believe they said a little faster. I think they said a little bit faster than it. The 3070 will be similar to a 2080 Ti. The 3080, if I'm correct, would be like, I'm pretty sure it's double the power of either a, a 2080 or a 2080 Ti, if I'm correct. I think it might be 2080s, that it's the equivalent of two 2080s. I believe so, um, yeah. And then the 3090 will be a bit more powerful than in RTX Titan. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy to have... Because right, I think the 2080 Ti... I think 
was supposed like Nvidia said it's going to be a thousand bucks, but it was never a thousand bucks. It always went for oh, twelve. No. It always went for twelve hundred. So to get better than the twenty eighty Ti for like five hundred dollars instead of twelve hundred, that's absolutely nuts for people like you and me that already like prefer gaming on pc and we have competent rigs we maybe just want a new gpu that is absolutely insane um i know all of their performance things what they're talking about it's like more powerful than a titan sorry I just oh yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah more powerful than an rtx titan damn because i was like oh wait a second isn't the titan the same price or a little cheaper because the titan it looks like the msrp is about a thousand bucks for an rtx titan. or no it isn't i'm sorry I'm looking at something stupid here. That's okay. I'm stupid. <laughs> but uh, real quick, I'll, I'll I will say I'll, almost all the stuff they're talking about, like these massive performance increases. I'm pretty sure they're almost talking about exclusively with RTX features on. Which I know some people are going to say, yeah, but I'm not going to use RTX. I'm not going to use ray tracing. Here's the thing, though. You will eventually. You will. Because if I'm correct, every modern or the majority of modern game engines at this point actually have the capability already baked into them for ray tracing. So it's just a matter of making games with them, which now you'll be able to. Which they even announced that uh, Fortnite as uh, getting ray tracing. Even Fortnite is getting it? Oh my God. Yeah, they actually announced that pretty early on. Yeah. So they were like Minecraft and Fortnite, the top two most played games in the world. I think the, I think the ray tracing part was fair when RTX was the main stay. I think that was a very fair thing to say when RTX was the only ray tracing cards we have. Now that we have, I mean, the 20 series RTX Turing, now that we have Ampere 30 series that are superb in every way to Turing, it's it's not even a question about how good of a jump this is. This is a massive jump. This is gargantuan. This is great performance-wise, there's no more excuse to say, oh no, I'm not going to use ray tracing. Now it's finally becoming more of a reality. Plus, I mean, with the consoles coming out, uh, both Xbox Series X, I'm assuming the Series S will probably have ray tracing also, and the PS5, they're all going to have ray tracing like built in. So, once... Getting the time to upgrade. Once the consoles start to do something... It becomes a standard. As much as we may hate to say it, like, you need the consoles to adopt something. Yeah. Because game developers will have no... Like, once developers start using ray tracing for games on console, it's going to happen on PC. And I just remember they also announced Call of Duty... Uh, Cold War is gonna have, uh, I believe, is, yes. ray tracing and ray tracing. and DLSS 2.0. Yes, it will. which is monstrous. It really is. DLSS is everybody's talking about ray tracing, but I think DLSS is like the ultimate. Like that's, I think it. It the. I know what I want to say. I'm struggling to bring words out. <laughs> make words. Mouth, make word. I can I can make noises. Noises are no problem. Words are difficult. Um, DLSS is basically like render a game at 1080p, but 
using, using, a, using a form of AI, sort of. It's using a deep learning algorithm to try and sort of, well, I, I want to say upscale, but it's not actually upscaling. Upscaling yeah. would be you have a 720p image, and whatever you're displaying it on is turning that 720p image into 1080 so that you can see it on your 1080 screen. This is more like you're rendering it at 720, and then the algorithm is boosting the resolution to get up to as close as it can, if not at 1080p. And I know Digital Foundry did a breakdown using control on PC with the LSS, and they got some fantastic results. And it's only going to get better as their algorithms and as the machine learning gets smarter. It's just going to look better. And I believe the consoles, again, I believe are going to have the AMD equivalent to DLSS, which means performance boosts across the board for everyone, which is awesome. So having this massive performance boost with ray tracing and DLSS, and I mean, don't get me wrong, $500 is $500, but considering how expensive the 2080 Ti was, to be able to get that for 500 that's outrageous. Yeah, it really is. I mean, keep in mind here, I guess these are expensive. Yeah, they are. I'm not going are. to say these aren't expensive, but here's there's two things to keep in mind here. Number one, this isn't like Pascal to Turing, okay? This isn't a 20% increase. This is a pretty big generational jump. This new architecture that they're utilizing is really putting out some nice numbers here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so $500, you may get a 3070, but keep in mind, what you're really getting is the performance of a 2080 Ti, if not a little bit better, actually. That's number one. Keep in mind, the performance here is really good. Number two, most people, if you don't want to go for that, I know a lot of people who don't go for 7080 series cards. I know a lot of people who don't. Because you may not need the best frames. A lot of people go for the 60s series, which are great cards now, too. Oh, yeah. Probably, if this holds true, this this little formula that we'll, we're seeing here, I'm probably expecting the 3060 when that comes out. I'm guessing in the spring it'll come out sometime, or they'll announce it sometime after the holidays. Um, I'm guessing that'll be like a 2080 Super, or a 2080 uh, non-Super. And I'm gonna go ahead and assume 350. That is my that's my prediction. 350. Yeah, the, the fact that you're we're basically getting 20 we're getting 2080 Ti levels at least for 500 bucks now. So if they're gonna have a 3060, it, it wouldn't make sense to make it 400. I think it would have to be like you said 350. So if you can get like 2080 super, even 2070 super, right at 350 bucks, that is. Now here's one other a heck thing of a deal on here. When the 1070 came out, yeah, this is a very this is, in my opinion, this is a bigger leap than the 1070 versus the 980 Ti because if we recall the 1070 was the, essentially like a 980 Ti. It was very similar to that. Okay. Yep. The 1070 when it came out went for before the Bitcoin mining and the Litecoin and whatever it else was. Um, I'm not a crypto guy. Don't ask me. <laughs> Before all that started, the 1070 went for 379 MSRP. Okay. Yeah. The 980 Ti went for 649. So around 300 ish dollars to um, 230, not to uh, excuse me, 260. I want to say my math might be incorrect a little bit, but around 
$260 in price difference got you 980 Ti performance. This is even bigger than that. This is like a $500 price difference. Yeah. This is probably one of the bigger generational leaps we've seen in modern NVIDIA. Yeah, so at one point, they actually put up a graphic on screen. I got a picture of it. I just found it again. Um, if you want, I'll send it to you mm -hmm. in Discord so you can look at it with me. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the picture. I think I've, yeah, this is the one I've seen. Yeah. So, like, they flat out stacked it up. So it's like yeah. the 3070. They, they're saying it's faster than 20. 80 ti and it's right there like the 500 like that's that is a crazy jump and huge jump. i mean i'm i'm not gonna lie the 3070 is the card i was the most interested in like before they uh before the event but i'm i might jump for the 3080 i'm not gonna lie i'm thinking i might also i'm not sure yet um so here's the thing that is a damn good deal for 1440p 3070 that's really good a 2080 ti in performance for that price that's that's really good i mean that's gonna be a good card for 4k as well 200 is it what is it 200 yeah it, yeah it's only 200 only keep in mind i say only um for a 3080 i mean that's yeah like on one hand 200 is nothing to sneeze at but uh, let me put it this way. So let's see the. Th this is stuff I probably should have looked up in advance, but I'm professional. So the uh, I'm not professional. So the 2080 Super looks like 700 bucks, right? And then for the 2080 Ti, you know, it's 1200. <laughs> that that's a huge feel i really feel bad for anyone who just bought a 2080 or a 2080 ti or any turing card really yeah if you just bought a turing card okay if you just bought it very seriously consider returning it if you're in your return window still go ahead return it if you don't have a gpu um maybe see about you know if you have a spare gpu just throw it in there if you don't have a gpu i can see you keeping it but if you can afford to return it if you just got one I would highly recommend doing it. Seriously. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple times. I think I did once or twice on the show. I've definitely talked about it offline. Um, how EVGA has like their refurbished B-Stock page. Yeah, so I actually went on just to take a look. So the prices have not changed yet. Right? They won't, no. So the, the cheap... Uh, uh, yeah, right. The cheapest... B stock 2080 Ti you can get it's $949 I'm like man <laughs> no 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 that was a I not pay that at all I mean that's a good price for 2080 Ti before today but now that we know like no, the value of that just tanked yeah. The value of that just absolutely collapsed. I'm I'm curious to see how to pay more than, in my opinion, especially since it was once a B stock item. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would pay more than about four fifty for one. Yeah, I'm really curious. Twenty eighty Ti. I would not pay more than about four fifty for one today. I'm really curious to see how, like, cases like this, like EVGA, or just like. Uh, the used market as a whole. I'm curious to see how they're going to, like, how prices are going to change. Because like even thing too, if you're, if, you know, the, 
this you expensive. You haven't bought a GPU yet, and you don't necessarily need the best of the new cards, and you maybe find like a leftover or an open box, like 2080 or 2070 or 2080 Ti. You might be able to find one for really cheap in a couple months. Oh yeah, because I know um, once they stopped making Pascal, uh, there was a small little window where prices went down before like the miners and whoever else scooped yes, things up. Was. Little window where it was actually I've the hic- I've this is a really bad time to have the hiccups. Holy crap! Um. <laughs> It's my fault for drinking soda. Scare yourself real quick. Just do it. Just pull the trigger. Scare yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to buy the 3090. Oh, God. The price. Um, my wallet. My wallet. Uh, uh, I'm not funny. Uh, what was I saying? Holy crap. What was I saying? It's been a long day for us. Yes. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, but this is what we do. I promised not... I promise us not to have another two-month gap, and God damn it, I am holding up my promise. Um, I kind of lost track of thought. Other than I'm curious to see how the used market's gonna adjust. It's gonna have to. One thing I want to. One other thing I wanted to say is that what I'm happy Nvidia didn't buy too much into. Of course, you're expecting a price increase with these GPUs. Okay, that always happens for the yeah. part with GPUs. You're going to see that. It's not it's not a good thing. You never want to pay more, but it is a thing. Um, there's always going to be a price increase. What I'm happy about is that they didn't go overboard and say, oh, $600 for a 3070, $800 for a 3080, and then your left kidney and maybe a testicle for a 3090. Uh, like, yeah. I'm happy they didn't do that because you could buy a 30... I ha- I'm looking at one right now, a 2070... Uh, not a super, just a regular 2070, an MSI. Right. On Amazon right now. Brand new, it is $420. Mm. So you're only talking about a $80 price difference between the two cards. I've, I'm very happy it's not more than that. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm still... I'm, I can't get it out of my head because I love money. So I'm still unhappy that it is more money than yeah. that. But I'm happy it's not ridiculously overpriced because keep in mind... Up until not too long ago, that GPU, that 2070, probably would have been like six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I was expecting a 3070. I was expecting that to be at least six hundred. Well, the leaks that we were seeing before this, over the last several weeks, were all showing everything at about a hundred dollars more. Yeah, so the 3070 would have been six hundred, and then so on. And uh, good that they didn't do that. Yeah, um, they also did announce that. I believe third-party vendors don't have to use that weird 12-pin thing that NVIDIA is using. But if you do buy an NVIDIA Founders Edition and it has that new 12-pin like uh, power adapter, I believe they said they're going to... Not, not the power adapter, the 12-pin plug. Uh, I believe... NVIDIA is also going to include an adapter so, like, you don't have to rush and buy new power supply. Which is also, nice. I'm, I'm really into this RTX IO. Oh, this is... Yeah. Okay. So, I, w- I want definitely want to get into that. I'm going to say one last thing about this. A small thing. And then we're going to go into the IO because IO is big. Uh, they basically said for the 3090 with the 3080, they recommend you have a 750 watt power supply 
they and um if you have a 3070 they recommend a 650 watt they built a system with an intel i9 1099k um so the power is going up a little bit which is to be expected but uh assuming you're not using a 10 900k you could probably get away with something a bit smaller than that um so that's that for now another small thing did you see the nvidia broadcast app no okay we we're not going to spend too much time on it but basically it's going to it's using rtx um to help streamers um so like basically let's say you have you have a either turing or a ampere card you can use the tensor cores and rtx features to like blur your background so instead of like skype's background blur you can use gpu acceleration to blur the background or replace your background so you don't need to use a green screen your gpu can just replace your background um it can handle audio processing to remove background noise so your gpu can do it instead of your processor and the gpu can also like keep track of your head so if you want to zoom in on your face but you move the gpu will recognize oh hey you're moving way too much and then it will like automatically move um i just think that's a pretty neat thing like it's just a nice little bonus. Streamer? Yeah, for like that is still very cool because then you don't have to invest. Maybe if you're just a casual streamer, you don't have to go crazy with investing in a green screen and lighting and everything. Maybe the GPU can handle a lot of that. This is good for me because I just started getting into some YouTube videos. I've been uploading a little bit, and at some point, I do want to start like dabbling with streaming. So, excellent timing on Nvidia's part. Well done. Um, <laughs> But let's jump into the RTX I.O. Because I feel like not enough... Everybody's talking about the price, understandably. But this is, like, the unsung hero of this event. Yes, because of... Also because of what it implicates, too. So, TLDR, all it is, RTX I.O., is it's a new API that the 30 series cards will have. Um, It essentially just allows for quicker decompression of data coming in from your memory and coming from your storage. Um, and it allows it to be handed off to the GPU rather than your CPU having to decode all of the data before it begins to process it. That is a big fucking thing because not just because it's going to, number one, take more uh, stress off of your CPU and number two, utilize your GPU more to its full extent. Um, not just because of that, but also because of what that implicates. That really means we're probably going to see whatever this new high bandwidth SSD that's in these consoles that we're seeing um, whatever the PS4 has and whatever the Xbox One has, I mean, I, I did it again. Yeah. Xbox Series, whatever. Xbox blank and PS5. Xbox insert 2020 console here. <laughs> whatever they have, I think this in- implicates that it's coming to PC a lot sooner than we think. In fact, I haven't. You need something even higher bandwidth in reality than NVMe to really take effect of this. I. Full effect of it. Uh, did a little bit of research, and this decompression system, what's like going off to the GPU instead of the CPU, what you just talked about, is actually very similar to what the PS5 does. Yes. And the PS5... Completely bypasses 
Mm -hmm. I think this completely bypasses your system memory, too. I think it just goes directly to your GDDR memory. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of... uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read while talk, and I cannot do both. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that is good news for us. Um, Another... I'm going back to the consoles real quick. Another reason why I am so glad these consoles are coming out, uh, because they're both using SSDs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's a real small little thing I found out. The um, new expansion pack for World of Warcraft, which at Shadowlands. Yes. Um, they're basically saying, hey, you should have an SSD for this. I think... At this point, you should. I think, the, I think they said it will work on a normal traditional hard drive but they're like hey you're at it's 2020 you should be playing on an ssd so now that the consoles are going to be on an ssd games are going to be designed with ssds in mind with this crazy decompression stuff that the ps5 is doing um the xbox has a similar thing i forget what they call it i think Microsoft calls it direct storage, like a direct storage API. I believe that's... Yes, they do. Right, okay. So, we have two consoles with fast SSDs with new ways of loading off data to GPUs. Now, NVIDIA's doing the same basic thing. Hopefully that means faster loading and just, like, better... Like... I'm just I'm sick of waiting for games to load. I'm just sick of it. So anything we could do to get stuff faster, and it's not like there, there's definitely a difference between playing, for example, Witcher Three. Have you played Witcher Three on a console? I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Let's see. What was that? Well, they haven't played it on a console at all. Okay. Um. There, I don't remember what the town was. It was one of the bigger cities in Witcher 3. It took, like, a minute to load. On my PC, it took about nine seconds off an SSD, which is fantastic. But the game is still designed to load data the same traditional way. The What the new consoles are doing and what NVIDIA wants to do is fundamentally changing the way data will be, like, accessed which will hopefully make things go even quicker. We're about to see a tremendous shift in the way that we've been doing PC gaming for the last decade, okay? For the last decade, it was SSD. Put everything on your SSDs that you want to play on. You know, we started out with, obviously, you know, beginning of the decade when SSDs were expensive. You know, get like a moderately sized one and then just get hard drives for everything else. Yeah. Put your main games on your SSD and then it went to just get an SSD and then it went to maybe consider NVMe if you really want that extra speed. Yep. And now I think this is going to be a massive shift. This is what I want to see. Because RTX IO, it looks like from what I'm seeing, it hits over 14 gigabyte per second of read bandwidth, which is pretty pretty girthy yeah that's that's bananas pretty goddamn girthy that is uh absolutely nuts so i think that by this time next year all of these new um ssds that we've been talking about i think they'll be in full swing and um this is only going to get better 
granted, it's going to be expensive, but remember how I think we talked about in one of the early episodes, the PS5 will allow you to add an NVMe drive. It just has to meet Sony's requirements. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's anything that does. Isn't that the whole that was the, That was the thing. Sony allows it. It doesn't exist yet. But Samsung has a next-gen 980 Pro SSD. It's faster than both the Series X and PS5. It's supposed to have sequential write speeds up to 7,000 like megabytes a second. That I never really thought about because whenever you get in a console, the companies that are making these consoles have to buy these SSDs in bulk. Yeah. So obviously, they're going to get a discount, but oh, at yeah. the same time, if they bought the fastest SSD of whatever kind of SSD this is going to be, it's not. I don't know if it's going to be NVMe based or whatever. Um, this new generation of SSDs, if they were to buy the best of the best, the highest end of all of them then you would have just a tremendously overpriced console. You wouldn't be looking at, like, a $500 console. You'd probably be looking at, like, seven or 800 easily. Yeah, that's why... I think that whatever they're putting in there, I think we're going to see faster on PC because you'll have the non-mass market ones. So you'll have your Samsungs, you'll have your Crucials, and then you'll get your Samsung Pros, like that 980 Pro. Maybe that is closer to what we're going to see in PCs now. Yeah, so, like, uh, there's no price for this 980 Pro. Um, expensive. <laughs> but it's going to be expensive. So, let's see. I'm reading this. Samsung, how much is it? How much you got? So, yeah, basically. It's, it's the fucking merchant from Resident Evil 4. Like, did, did you play Resident Evil 4, right? A little bit. Oh, uh, so my joke probably won't make sense. But there's a merchant where you go up to him and he'd be like, Welcome, stranger, in like a really weird voice. And I just imagine that Samsung. You just you just walk up to a Samsung booth and he's like, What you buying? Not enough cash, stranger. I'll send you the video. It's funny. Um, I'm reading this article. That reminds me a lot of the Killing Floor merchant. I've never played Killing Floor. Not enough money. <laughs> I've, I've actually never played Killing Floor. Um... Xbox Series X is rated to hit speeds up to 2400 megabytes a second. The PS5, the PS5 is rated to deliver 5500, which I didn't realize there was that big of a potential difference between the two consoles in terms of SSD. That's a, the PS5 is way faster. I didn't know it was going to be that much. Um still both fast, but the PS5 SS. Closer to what I would expect to see with everything we're seeing here. The PS5, if you use compression, the PS5 is expected to be 9,000 9, megabytes a second. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah this is... These SS, even the Xbox Series X with its, I'm doing air quotes, with its slower SSD is still goddamn fast. Um, like I said, new generation of consoles is like getting a new iPhone. Android may have had a feature for years, but once it goes to iPhone, it becomes more mainstream because more people hear about it. And the most Same thing with this. Yeah, and the most exciting thing is I feel like every other generation of, like, you know, uh, console, like, like, one generation's huge, then the next one's, like, a refinement or small, and then the next one's, like, huge again. So, like, I thought the 360 and PS3 
to me that was like a huge like that was like a massive jump like whoa look at all this online stuff and these features and all this is crazy and then xbox one and ps4 just felt like it's the same thing it just looks a little better has better like online sure but like this doesn't seem tons and tons tons better nothing really about the games that we're seeing aside from the graphics there's not a lot to me that screams next generation and i think that we're quickly hitting what what i think that we've hit with things like smartphones i think we're hitting the peak of what we can do at the moment i really think that we're hitting the peak of what can we pack into these consoles and that's what i was getting to like that's what i was getting to we've kind of hitting a point where it's like like look at how good last of us 2 looks on a base playstation 4 like yeah games can look better but like games are looking so good that it's like do you remember going from like the playstation 2 playing like i don't know gta 3 to like seeing gta 5 on like xbox 360 like holy crap that was like a huge massive jump but like the like the improvements in graphics have been getting smaller and smaller because they're just so good now but gta 5 will be a game that has now spanned three generations of console i know and it's it's terrifying um uh because it makes me realize i'm old i'm getting older but and i for one accept the sweet embrace of death anywho um death can't come any sooner uh that's a that's a really bad joke. I shouldn't make that joke. Too late though. Um ba, 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 what was I getting at? Right. So like it's no longer about graphics. Now it's just about like the user experience. So there's there's things on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And again, I have the Xbox One X, and sometimes my inter my UI is just laggy. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it is. There's no reason why these game consoles should have interfaces that lag. The, right, yeah. Uh, do lag. The PlayStation 4, you know, you, you're playing a game, you get a trophy, and then you hit the button to load your trophies. And it's like, oh, it tells you, like, to wait while it's synchronizing your trophies. I'm like, why do you have to wait? And then you click again on ps4 you go all the way to the right you click on library to open up your list of games and you have to wait for like the tiles to load and then sometimes for no reason it just kicks you back to like the main screen and it's like there's no reason why these consoles should have like laggy or just bad like user experiences like this It, it just shouldn't be uh it shouldn't take so long to load things so Hey, having with you with the user experiences. Yeah, I think overarching what we're seeing now with consoles is that we're moving towards optimization. Right. Um, I think we know now how to make. It's not that we don't know how to make beautiful games. We know how to now. It's oh, yeah. not about can we make a game beautiful. It's really more so about can we make that game look dope as shit. No one said dope since the '90s. Deal with it. I do. Can we make it look good? And then can we also make it run good? So can we make it look beautiful without making it run like it's like coming off of a Raspberry Pi? That's number one. Number two, can we optimize the user experience? So everything from the UI when you're in the menus 
being more streamlined and more responsive to, in my opinion, what uh, Microsoft is doing with Play Anywhere, I think is a massive user experience feature. Um, I think that we're at the point where that is probably something like that might be one of the last frontiers um, playing anywhere. So being able to stream, maybe stream your Xbox to your TV in another room or something. Maybe you could play on your computer then, your PC. Um, but then when we do that, we start to move away from is this really a console improvement or is this a platform improvement, which is where I think we're going. I think that we're going towards platforms very quickly yeah rather than consoles and i i'm just happy to see that whether it's nvidia whether it's sony microsoft it seems like everybody's starting to take it's not just graphics oh my god graphics it's everything like the fact that nvidia spent time to talk about how their graphics card will help streamers with audio and like processing backgrounds and uh, they talked about machinima and like how they, uh, I wasn't able to watch that section I was listening to it so I don't have I don't know too much about what they were talking about so I wasn't able to really watch it except the very end but yeah they actually let me let me look it up real quick machinima they actually that's, that's good though because Nvidia's last launch when it came to RTX uh, 20 series it wasn't great people weren't happy with it it wasn't that great of a jump. It just overall wasn't very... It didn't captivate you. This is very captivating. Yeah, so they call it NVIDIA Omniverse Machinima. Basically, using RTX, you can use game assets to, like, basically recreate whatever you want. Cool. And it's like, that's cool that that's built into... Like that's built into the next generation of like graphics cards, so it's oh, like, yeah. it's so it's not just like, a, oh hey, buy this new card because it's a little faster. Oh, they also had I totally forgot. Um, oh man, what did they call it? What did they call it? It was a feature they talked about that certain games are gonna have. It was like a low latency mode. Did you hear about that? Okay, let me let me find it real quick. NVIDIA Reflex. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so, it's a new set of APIs for game developers to reduce and measure rendering latency. Uh, by integrating directly with the game, Reflex Low Latency Mode aligns game engine work to compute just in time for rendering, eliminating the GPU render queue and reducing CPU back pressure. Basically, they're trying to change how frames are processed to, in theory, improve latency and input lag. So, you know, certain games have to, you know, games have to be designed with it, so games have to be updated, or they're going to put it in, like, game release, like, uh, you know, patches. But... I got this graphic, which again, I will send this to you right now. Uh, so they have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fortnite, and Valorant. So they're showing you reflex on uh, using a 1660 Super at 60 Hertz, then a 3080, a 3080 with a 360 Hertz monitor. 
and then just like I guess a 3080 with reflex on and you could just see the millisecond like overall system latency so playing Destiny 2 on a 1660 super on a regular 60 hertz monitor on this machine they had 75 milliseconds of latency system wide by turning on reflex brought it down to 50 so just turning on this reflex feature it saved it cut 25 milliseconds of latency then if you were to use a new 3000 line card in this case a 3080 that goes down to 39 so you go from 75 milliseconds to 39 milliseconds which is massive and then if you spend extra money on a really you know high refresh rate monitor then you get extra benefits as well but like things like that it's like hey we're not just trying to make games look better we're trying to make them run faster and help you stream and improve latency and like input lag i'm really curious to see how well this works and like how many games are going to support it but yeah i'm curious that's there's a lot of cool stuff coming down from NVIDIA now. There really is. I'm, I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to get my hands on these cards. Yeah, I, si- one of them. I signed up on NVIDIA's website. There's like a notify me button to... Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, I, bu- I have three emails. I, I'm like, notify me on all three of them. I'm not missing this. <laughs> like, the second gonna... the second they push it out, I, I will I will be told, I hope. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be pre-ordering at least one of them. Well, not at least, only one of them. The thing is, I also need to get a new monitor, too. I need to dive into the 3440 by 1440 ultra-wide Master Race crowd again. Join me. Join me. I mean, my my, my, uh, 1080 ultra-wide is just... I love ultra-wides, but just this thing could be so much better. It's the pixel density and on it just... It it makes the image look eh at times. I love my ultra-wide. I bought this for video editing because of the, the timeline's massive, but... Boy, when you play some games on this, it's absolutely insane. When um, when that guy was sitting over my house for that month, he's big into Destiny 2. And uh, I actually brought him into my room because I do not understand Destiny 2 because like, I totally missed the boat. So I'm like, dude, walk me through what I'm doing. And he's like, okay. And then he came into the room and he's just like, holy crap, that looks insane on your monitor. But like, I'm used to it. But he played on like a regular 24 inch screen so he saw this giant like ultra wide thing and i'm like oh yeah and then when i actually stopped to take a look at it i'm like yeah gaming on ultra wide is ballistic it's so cool i just need uh ultra wide gaming is fun i'm ready to just get a little bit higher quality ultra wide i need to upgrade for my 1070 i'm gonna probably build a dedicated gaming machine for my tv which it's a 4k screen but it upscales phenomenally well so i'll probably just build it to be like a 1080p gaming machine because the 1070 is good but like i uh you saw my ghetto aftermarket cooling solution right <laughs> uh, the noctua fans <laughs> not no first of all they're uh corsair fans <laughs> not Noctua. 
because I didn't have Noctua fans laying around. If you were going to ghetto rig it like that, why not just go with Noctua? Because I didn't have Noctua fans laying around, but I had Corsair fans. Uh, it doesn't. It does a fantastic job. Like, they're qu- these two fans cool way better than the stock fans did, and it's way quieter. But, like, I can't sell it like this. First of all, it's not going to be really worth selling it, I think, at this point. But, like, even if I were to... I would have to cut the price because I don't have the stock original cooling. Someone's going to see this and go like, so basically you're selling me a card with two case fans zip tied to it. Which is completely, completely true. That's exactly what it is, but it works. Um, Take the case fans off and just sell it as is. And then someone who's into liquid cooling super will do it, which I think I might do actually. Do you want to buy my tits? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I'm just going to build a gaming rig just for that. Um, yeah, so I'm waiting for NVIDIA to say pre-orders up now, and then I will... Even if I'm at work, I will stop what I'm doing at work to get myself one of these. Same here. I need it. Um, I'll pull the trigger and just do it, and then get the monitor afterwards. Yeah, and then I'm definitely going to be in the market for a 4K monitor for editing, but also for gaming now because I'll have a card that can handle it. And in case I do get one of the consoles, I'll be able to have 4K goodness. Exactly. Even though the TV in the other room does 4K, like I literally just said, but I have a monitor in my room. A couple of 4K TVs, so I'll be hooking whatever console I get up to one of those, but I don't know what console I'm getting against. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I still want the PS5 just because I have faith in Sony's like, games, but we'll see. I just want Cyberpunk. <laughs> I just want Cyberpunk to come out. Um, I wonder. Ooh, I wonder how Cyberpunk's gonna be on in like a 3080. Good, probably. Uh, probably, because it's probably designed to take you know advantage of like. It's gonna be all the gooders. Pascal. It's it's probably like. You know, designed for like Pascal and Maxwell. Maybe some RTX features for Turing. Um, but I feel like that was the bulk of it for NVIDIA. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, good pricing, killer leaps in performance. They're improving like things for streamers and latency and even like Shinema stuff. So that's all good. That's all awesome. It's all uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good premiere, Nvidia. Curi- Overall, good job. Concerning how s- skeptical everybody was after Turing came out, and everybody's like, I don't know, like, uh, don't have good vibes about Nvidia now. And then after today, I'm looking at things online, and a lot of people are kind of like, Welp, never mind, I'm back. <laughs> they they got me back. They they're the market leader uh, you know for a reason. What? How is Big Navi going to compete with it now? What are they going to come out with? I don't know. I've been thinking about that, but you know what else I thought about? What? Is it Navi or Navi? <laughs> Probably both, honestly. Because if it's Navi, I immediately thought of Navi from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> and earlier today, I was at work, and I just, I just imagined an AMD going, hey, listen, and then showing the new video card. And I'm like, that would be genius. But it's big Navi. I'll say this that I'm surprised about is I'm kind of surprised that the 3070 and the 3080 don't actually have more video memory. The 3070 only has I think, gigs and the 3080 is 10 gigs. I was kind of expecting a little bit more for both of them. 
Uh, well, actually, I think the 3070, was it 8 gigs? Yeah, it's 8 gigs. Oh, I thought that... Which is the same, it's the same amount as my 1070 Ti, albeit that memory is far faster. It's GDDR5 versus GDDR... I think it's 6X in the, 10, in the 3070. I don't think it's just uh, GDDR6. I think it's 6X. Um, but still, I wasn't... Oh, no, it's just 6. Uh, still, faster memory, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more memory-wise. That's the only thing I'll say. Now, here's the question. Yeah. Are we going to get a 3070 Super in a year and 3080 Super? I mean... It wouldn't surprise me if we do. What was the difference between the supers of this generation and not? What was it? Just better clocks? It, it was... Uh, Indifferent? I, I don't exactly remember what was different, but at the end of the day, you just got performance boosts. So, like, the 2070 Super was basically equivalent or a little bit better than, like, a stock 2080. I see. So, like... If now I didn't jump into Turing, so I started a 1070. So instead of me buying a 2080, it would have made sense for me to get a, like a 2070 Super because it's a little bit cheaper and it's the same performance. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head what they changed, if it was just clocks or whatnot. I don't actually remember. Well, this is, this is going to be faster no matter what, but. I'm still surprised that it's not a little more memory. Yeah. I'm just a little bit surprised about that, that they couldn't squeeze out maybe 10 gigs for the 3070, 12 gigs for the 3080, and then they could have stuck with the 24 gigs and the 3090. Because the 3090 is a big jump. It's also a big jump in price, albeit. Don't get me wrong. But I'm kind of surprised that they didn't just squeeze out a little bit more. Just, just, just a little bit more. Yeah. Everything else, though, was pretty pretty monstrous. Yeah. That's not the end of the world. You, that's plenty of memory to play around with still. So, completely usable. I just, I'm just waiting for somebody on Reddit to go like, well, clearly, you haven't played Skyrim with all the mods like I do. I need at least 12 gigs of video RAM. Yes, every Skyrim mod ever, including the Randy Savage mod and the Thomas the Tank Engine mod at the same time. <laughs> Randy Man the Tank Engine. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Choo choo! So man, if only I was good at Photoshop, I would actually I'm get you. <laughs> oh my God, but it's um, but it's um, fucking the conductor. Who is the conductor? Uh, George Carlin. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I think so. I don't know. Actually, I've thought my head. Oh my God! Whatever. I'm dumb. Uh, that was a joke that wasn't even funny. But I already started to say it, so I'm like, I'm committing to this joke, even though it's bad. Um, I feel like that was that was it for Nvidia, which is a lot. Yeah, got some things on Apple. Oh, also the we could talk about the iMac because I don't think we talked about that, did we? I don't think we did either. Okay, so we'll talk about that real quick, and then uh, I can talk to you about. I was talking to you a while ago about how I had questions about if I should upgrade to, like, a MacBook now or wait. Yes. So I'm actually gonna... I'm gonna... Maybe bring it up at the end of this. But basically, switching over to Apple now, 
we're a little behind, I guess, but I just wanted to uh, mention this briefly because last episode we talked about it. So, Fortnite is gone from the App Store. We know that already. Uh, last episode, Apple was basically saying, uh, you messed with us, so we will destroy your whole business and take down the whole industry. The entire enterprise. We'll take down the whole industry because you did this thing and broke one of our rules. So, District Court uh, basically told Apple, like, hey, don't don't fuck with the whole Unreal Engine because you're going to destroy a whole bunch of developers and you're going to mess with a whole industry. So, like, don't do that. Yes. Essentially, they said that Apple cannot remove the Unreal Engine. Um, they can't do that. It would affect too many businesses. They can't remove Unreal from their products. But not necessarily good news for Epic entirely because they also declared that Epic Games could not... Um, what they did was a breach of contract. They did side with Apple on that and said that Apple was within their right to remove them from the App Store. Um, to be expected, unfortunately, yeah. because, you know, unfortunately the way contract law works. Um, that being said, I don't expect this to be over. I have a feeling that we're going to see this continue for some time. What do you think Epic's ultimate, like, endgame is? Do you think it's just to get lower, like, like to get a special deal from Apple or do you think they just want like maybe like maybe Apple could say okay listen just make your own damn game launcher on iOS and then we're not going to mess with you probably both I think it's in a way I think it's probably a little bit of greed for both because we know Epic Epic is not exactly an innocent company they are kind of greedy they are pretty powerful they're becoming um and we know the extent the lengths they'll go to get money but we also know that about apple oh yeah 30 percent on digital sales is pretty pretty extreme apple 30 percent on digital sales um i think that both of them are just arguing about this expecting that somehow it would work out in their favor for apple it has um back to the, the the status quo was maintained but for Epic, I'm not sure what they're going to do now. I think that they're either going to refile again or maybe see if they can escalate this to an appeals court, possibly. Um, I don't see this ending exactly anytime soon. I think, like we said the last episode, I don't think that this was uh, just a spur-of-the-moment thing by Epic. They knew that they were going to do this. I'm sure they have a plan of action. Oh, this was planned. I'd go one step further and say they probably knew that this would happen. They knew that despite the commercials, the 1984 Fortnite one, despite <laughs> all of that, despite the the Apple event that they had in Fortnite, despite everything, I think they knew that this would happen exactly, and they're planning for what's next. Because you don't just go into a battle with a company like this, especially when it involves contract, mm-hmm. and there was technically, regardless of if you agree with Apple and their price model um, for what they're doing here, regardless of if you agree with them or not, there was a contract in play. Oh, yeah. Um, so this isn't a simple thing. This is going to take time. I don't see this ending overnight. I'm just not sure what the next move is going to be. Yeah. All I know is that um, I did not care about Fortnite prior to any of this. And now I'm like every other day, I'm just like, oh, man, what's happening with Fortnite? So maybe yeah. this is all part of the plan. 
like I mean I, think it is. I, I mean this is planned but like I had no in- I, I'm not gonna lie I don't understand Fortnite I'm like the old man I don't get it but like everybody's into it it's had me thinking about trying to jump in again because uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to I guess one of them they're big into Fortnite and they're talking about like there's like concerts and like they do concerts and like when I heard that I'm like wait what because I'm like isn't that just the, the dumb game where you jump out of a helicopter and the second you see someone you build like a fortress yeah, to an extent, I don't get it either, but it, but like I say, it's not cool. There are a lot of cool things about it. But that's the thing, like, and I, I'm gonna give Epic credit. Um, I don't know, like, I guess Fortnite, you know, has different seasons. So I guess it was the beginning of a new season. There was like a black hole event, and like all those social media went black, and like when you would launch the game, it would just be like a black hole for like a couple like a day or two I think it was and like if you went on the website or their social media or like Instagram it would take you to a video of just this loop of a black hole in space and I'm just like that <laughs> I like they did that that's so ridiculous it is completely ridiculous and then so apparently now uh, yeah. Epic is now also promoting PUBG apparently what they're actually promoting PUBG to try and take a stab at Apple Oh my god. Wow. That's awesome. I, I love the pettiness. But the, the black hole thing was crazy because they could have just said, oh hey, here's the new map in Fortnite to run around in. They could have just done that. Instead, they basically destroyed all life in the universe and then then everything new came out. And I'm like, they do these really crazy things which are fucking dumb and they're genius because they get people like me who's an old man who doesn't get these kinds of games and they get me paying attention to it yeah. so I do give Epic credit for that they know how to get your attention <laughs> Even they do, though, so, they do. That is, that's, that's something they are good at they're good at getting your attention they're good at they are good at what they do notice me senpai notice notice me notice me ah. I, I'm, I'm very happy that this lawsuit is still going on. I think it is at least. Not necessarily the lawsuit, but the process. I like I said, I think it's gonna be a refile and go to appeals court. Oh yeah, it's not um, done yet. But I I'm kinda happy that this is happening because I feel like if this does work out in the end, that the consumer will win. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the way this works out is that the consumer wins. I'm trying to be hopeful. Speaking of consumers winning what about potentially cheaper Apple products? Oh, snap, that segue. Uh, we are looking at some new Apple products coming out. You know, new iPhones, iPads, Macs, Apple Watches. And some of them, uh, I believe the watches may be cheaper. Which I heard about an Apple Watch SE. Is that what you're referring to? I didn't hear of an SE in general. I just heard that there's a bunch of new stuff coming out. Uh, new iPhone models with fifth generation wireless speeds, a different design, uh, bigger choices of screen sizes, which I find interesting. With iOS 14, they... I've heard about that as well. From what I've heard, we're going to be getting 
similar to what they did with this generation with the 11s that will get an 11 and 11 that we had an 11 and 11 pro and an 11 pro max yeah and what i'm hearing the entire iphone lineup is going to look something like we have the iphone se as your budget option mm. then you have the iphone 12 then you have the 12 max then you'll have the 12 pro and then you'll have a 12 pro max i want them to make like the ultimate phone and just call it the iphone 12 el gigante Gigante. Yeah, just like <laughs> imagine just walking into an Apple store and go like, "Hey, you got any of them El Gigantes? You got an El Gigante, Space Gray?" Or just like um, you'd go like middle school and be a little kid, like, "Oh my God, you have an El Gigante!" And then the teacher won't know what that is and they'll think it's an innuendo, and they'll be like, "Billy, go to the principal's office." <laughs> no, it's not what you think. That's my little kid voice. Um. Anyway, trying to find more information about it, but yeah, that's from what it seems that's going to be the case. So that's cool to have choices. Design too. Apparently, it's going to look like a cross between this generation, like the iPhone 10 body style, and an iPhone 5 body style. Which is, I know a lot of people hate the iPhone 10 style because they hate the notch. I have a 10R. I'm not gonna lie. I don't care about the notch one way or the other like people get like offended when they see like i i don't care like i don't hate the notch. like would it be better without it i yeah sure but i don't hate the notch it's whatever it to me it doesn't bother me as much as it used to i'm i'm definitely okay with it having said that i think that where we are now with what we've seen they don't need the notch yeah need to have a notch anymore yeah that's fair rid of it that's fair. When the iPhone 10 first came out, I could say, okay, um, we don't have that many phones that are like this right now, so I can understand having the notch, but we're not going to... At this point, we're not like that anymore. Yeah. We now have so many of these. This this body style, this sort of nearly bezel-ish display, um, it's not like how it used to be now. You have a lot of phones without the notch. Look at Samsung. They've been doing great without the notch. Why yeah. can't Apple do that? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. That's my whole thing. I want to see how that's going to turn out. Um, some of the other things, this article from Macworld.com, by the way, talking about uh, uh, apparently a smaller HomePod uh, with a couple less speakers. It'd be a little bit cheaper. We may be seeing a new Apple TV with a faster processor. But that may not be till next year. Apparently, a new iPad Air with a screen kind of like the iPad Pro would be edge to edge. Bluetooth trackers, like those Air Tags. Have you heard about those things? A little bit, but not too much. Basically, little tags you could put on whatever luggage or I guess like a key ring for your car keys or whatever. And they would be tied to the Find My app on ios so you could have your laptop in a bag with one of these air tags and then you go on like the find my iphone app and then you'll be able to see oh here's my iphone here's my ipad here's my tag or like you could put this tag on like your car keys i guess like the key ring so it's like oh my god i can't find my car keys and then you can find them using like this app on your phone which that's pretty neat Apparently, Apple may be getting into over-ear, like, over-the-ear headphones. Which, I'm kind of surprised they haven't done that already, especially because they bought Beats. 
curious to see how those are going to sound and look. Uh, the big thing, I think those actually the the watch. Are we going to be? Hmm? Oh, uh, no, you finish. You say what you were going to say. I think it's either going to be one of two things. I think it's literally just going to be Beats, just a little more optimized and in white because Apple. Because Apple. Or it's going to be Beats, but redesigned. Because Apple. I'm hoping it's the latter of the two because I, I have AirPod, AirPods Pro. I hate that it's not AirPod Pros. It's AirPods Pro. Oh, God. I confuse that all the time. I didn't. Um, I didn't realize that till you said it. Now that made me angry. Yeah, my Ugh. iPhone always tells me connect to your AirPods Pro. Excuse me. Okay. But like, I, I, I think that if it's the second one, we're gonna be good. I think it's gonna be great because the AirPods Pro are quite good actually for what they are. I actually wanted to get them. I, I still do. They're good. I like them. Don't get me wrong. You'll get better noise canceling in a headphone that is over your ear. You'll always have better noise canceling with over-the-ear headphones than you do with buds. Yeah. What they are, they're very good. And, um... The big thing for me, personally, is apparently two new Apple Watches. Not just larger and smaller. According to these sources, the new Apple Watch lineup will include a successor to the Series 5 and a replacement for the Series 3 probably the SE you were talking about, that's designed to compete with lower-cost fitness devices. So Apple Watch Series 3 currently starts at $199. Fitbit sells a version of its VersaWatch for $160. So I'm going to guess that the Series 3 replacement, it's probably going to be like a Series 5 in terms of like specs and features. Maybe just remove some of the things. Probably for the same price point. I could see that. I could definitely see, especially now that we have them taking off really a lot more. Smartwatches really took off in the last few years. And I was going, I was actually, I wanted to buy an Apple Watch earlier this year when I started my job at the post office because of all the fitness stuff, but just never got around to it. All of a sudden, it's September. I'm like, well, it makes no sense to buy one now. So I'm curious to see. I realize. I say curious to see. That's my thing I say. I've said it a couple times this show already. It's your shtick. That's my that's my dumb thing I say apparently. Anyway, I want to I want to know what's going to be in the new watch and how much it's going to cost. Yeah, I'm interested in that too. Um I have a series 4. I'm not going to get a new one at this point for the moment because I mean right now I don't I, everything I want in the watch is there, so I'm not going to get a new one. Uh, but having said that, it is going to be cool to have new watches. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing Apple did was they got rid of the Fusion drives in the tw- in the IMAX. Yes, they're finally gone. Those horrible fucking spinning drives. I hate Fusion drives. If God exists. If a God exists, they have... She's given, they've given us a gift. Uh, so this kind of throws. Uh, I was dog. We heard you liked a little tiny SSD with your big thick hard drive. So we <laughs> gave you literally a three gig SSD, maybe eight gigs if you're lucky, with a little bit of just you know your operating system on there. Cause that's all you really need, right? You don't need it. You don't need. You don't want an SSD for anything else. Nah, no, 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 no. Uh, Not like they dropped in price dramatically over the past few years. 
Not at all. What are you, no, what are you, what are you talking about? Of course not. Fuck you. <laughs> not like we went from like $1,000 back in like 2012 for like a, a Samsung 848, what was it, 840 back then? Yeah. Um, For a one terabyte drive to now where you can get them on sale for 100 bucks a pop. Yeah, but we still got to charge you that like 800 bucks, whatever it is, bro. I'm still. I was disgusted for the longest time that Apple was putting fusion drives in the iMac. Still, that was the worst thing I think they had ever done. And that that was one of the that was one of the that was one of the things that was stopping me from pulling a trigger on getting an iMac because when I'm home, I don't want to use a laptop. I want to use a desktop. So it's like I'm more your video editing, everything. But yeah, video editing and audio production in this case. Uh, so it's like, I don't want to use a laptop at home. I'd rather use a desktop. But I don't want to have to buy an iMac and then have to drop money to upgrade the Fusion Drive to an SSD. Yeah, now it's good that you can get that right from the factory. And you can still upgrade the memory in it. They left that open. Yes, which... I was scared they were going to get rid of that. At least in the 27-inch version, you can. I don't think you can in the 21.5-inch. Probably not. I think if... Yeah, the 21-inch, keep in mind the 21.5, the base model for that is still the old one with a dual-core i5. Avoid that model at all costs. Oh, yeah. It has an SSD in it now. At least least it does, but avoid that model. I mean, here's what I will say, though. If you want a basic Mac... For just Facebook and whatever, that's not a terrible option. Maybe. Like, I'm talking about literally Facebook and YouTube. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, for, like, me, the 27 inch. For me, the 27 inch is where it's at. The 27 inch I like, too. Um, If it were me, if I needed a basic Mac for the 13 inch, I think I might honestly just rank up to the next one up for $12.99 versus the $10.99 one. That has an i3 in it, unfortunately, but it is a quad-core 8th gen i3, so it's a little bit better, Yeah, and I can upgrade that. Um, yeah, I'd rather do that. And you get a 4K screen. Yeah. But I w- if I was personally going to get one, I would absolutely go for the 27. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I saw people complaining about... I- Granted, it's all it's an old design, I know, but I guess a lot of people hate the iMac design. Why? Because it looks old and like the <laughs> and like the big bezels. I guess I, I guess people really don't like the bezels and the fact the stand you can only tilt it. It's not really adjustable, which never bugged me personally. But fair, that's valid. I don't care about the bezels though. Like it just doesn't bug me. I think it. The design, it's been the same design for 10 years because I think it holds up. Um, it does hold up. I, I don't think it's bad. I think soon we're going to be due for an update. Probably. Um, but wi- I don't think it's bad. Probably the next iMac with Apple Silicon. Yeah. The yeah, only th- that's what we're waiting for. The only also, thing... you want to buy an iMac now when that's coming out well, next year? Well, we're going we're gonna to end the podcast talking about how the last two weeks has completely thrown off my future uh, plans. And I'll get you two cents on that. Uh, what I do like... Uh, the, the, the one thing I don't like... It's still kind of a... It's a bummer you only get two Thunderbolt ports on the iMac still. Yeah. 
It is. That kind of sucks, but I can live with that. So, like, if I were to get an iMac, I would do the one for $1,200 or for $2,300. Six-core... For two th- for two thousand bucks, you get a six core. For twenty three hundred, you get an eight core. Uh, both have five K screens. Both give you five twelve gig SSD. They both come with eight gigs of RAM, which is pathetic. But the fact you can upgrade it, I literally don't care. That's only eight gigs. I don't care because <laughs> I will buy the RAM for way cheaper online and upgrade it myself. So that's actually a really, really good editing machine. Especially the 8-core comes with a Radeon Pro 5500 XT. Yes, it does. So that is a fantastic machine. So I was kind of thinking instead of getting the 16-inch MacBook Pro, maybe I would do that. But then there's that question. Do you wait... For Apple Silicon? Or do you just jump in now? But now today's NVIDIA stuff throws a wrench into everything. Because should I just get a different... Like, I just upgrade my GPU and I have RTX that will help me with rendering in Premiere. Because they mentioned that a little bit too. How you'll be able to use your Tensor Cores and RTX to help with like Adobe Premiere and stuff like that. So it's like, right, yeah. I'm like, then do I just upgrade my GPU and call it a day? Do the I like for that? For the question for that, if you're asking me, yeah, comes down to value. What are you getting for, from each of these? What do you get from buying an iMac versus what you can't do on a Windows? So, and the answer to that, one of the big, one of the big answers at least, is Apple's own products, their editing software, Final Cut, and I, whatever it is, not Pro Tools. I forget what. Logic. Are. Logic, yes, thank you. Logic for the for the audio. Um, so it really comes down to what are you getting, and that's one of the big things I would assume that it is that you'd be able to use their tools. Yeah, I, I want to be getting a oh. lot of value from the Mac. I mean, I want to be able to. I want to be fluent in their software. I do like the OS. I mean, I already have an iPhone and iPad, so everything is connected and works well together. So it's a good. It would be a good experience. But it's got me thinking in terms of production itself. Like, because I don't plan to abandon using Adobe. So it's like. Well, you could use Adobe on that. And then also it gets you it gets you thinking, because I did consider getting the MacBook. And it's like, maybe I'll wait for a MacBook with Apple Silicon. Maybe I should just wait for a new Windows laptop with, like, Ampere mobile chips. That's also doable, too. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you're deciding between, do you want to get a Mac? What can the Mac do? Or what are you getting? What value are you getting from it? Versus what you you have on your PC. Because let's say the answer could be anything to that. And you have to figure that out. It could be anything from, I just want a Mac. I want to learn it. And I want to get a Mac. Which I would say, okay, if you can afford it, then go ahead and do it. If you just want one, that's okay. If you really just want to diversify. Um, but if you're buying this for a specific purpose. If you're saying, well, I want a Mac, but I could live without it. I just need it for what? 
Yeah, I'm like, I totally do not need it. Basically, my goal is I do want another machine because uh, I have two rooms downstairs in my house. One room where I've been doing some recording, like a Let's Play I'm doing, and then I have another room. Ideally, I would like to have, like, I'm using my laptop. I would like to have, like, two machines, one computer in one room, one in the other, so I could... You want to separate your work from your play, really, is what it is. Well, basically, what I want to do is I want to, like... I want to either have... There's two ways I'm viewing this. Either have my Windows laptop handle recording for certain shows I want to do, and then have another machine for other shows, because it'll just make it easier for setting up. Or I get one machine for editing, and then like my current laptop would be like. Like, for example, I could game on the laptop, but record using the Mac or something and, like, edit on the Mac. Something like that, you know? So that's part of it. Would, would this be your main computer, then, the Mac? As of right now, no. I feel like the machine I'm using right now, because this has my 9900K, uh, if I get a 3080, I still plan... Right now, I plan for that to be my main edit, my main editing rig. But let's say I end up loving uh, Final Cut. I, I know I, I know I like Logic because I have used it in the past. Maybe I end up liking those, and then I'm just like, you know what? I can do what I need in this. I like it, and I don't have to pay a monthly fee. So it's very possible that maybe I'll transition to using them and I'll just say screw the monthly fee for Adobe. Maybe. But I I'm not So you're yeah, that's yeah, so like I said, you're I'm open you're considering going I, over to Mac for your work. Basically. I'm if I do get a Mac, I will be using it for work, but I don't plan on it being my primary work machine. But I'm open to the possibility it could be if Apple's software, like, wows me enough. Because I like Adobe because I'm used to it. I like it because I'm trained on it. My school taught us how to use Adobe. So it's like, I don't have to think what I'm doing. I can just do it. Um, when I try to open DaVinci and try to use it, the it's very powerful. The interface is nowhere as simple to use. And the problem is, I actually have weird issues using DaVinci Resolve on my computer. Like, I was getting... I uh, It's been a while since I've used it, granted. So maybe there's like an update, maybe it's just something I had set up. I was having ridiculous, like, lag. So like, I would hit play in my preview window and then like one or two seconds later it would start to play as the video is playing i'm trying to adjust the size of the video or something and it would take a second or two for the adjustments to actually pop up and i'm like it's so infuriating to have this this crazy lag and like 
the only way to fix it was to save my project, close it, reopen. Then it'd be fine, but it would come back. And I have no idea why it was happening and I couldn't figure it out. So it's like I was having issues with performance and struggling with the UI. But because of the performance issues I was having, I didn't even bother to learn how to use it. But like, if Final Cut does... And like, I'm not doing anything crazy. Like, I'm not doing crazy, like, Pixar-style 3D graphics. I'm editing videos, I'm doing color correction, throwing text on screen, some graphics on top. But nothing extravagant. Yeah so, yeah, so you're seeing if this is something that you can live with, really, because I get it. it, it it's it's definitely much more difficult to stomach paying for Premiere every month, and Premiere's expensive. That ain't cheap, especially the whole suite. That ain't no cheap software. It's much more difficult to say, am I going to pay, what, it's like 50 bucks a month for the whole suite? And that's the thing. It's expensive. It's 50 a month. Yeah. That is expensive. No way around it. Versus but what, like 300 total? Yeah, so let for Final Cut, so, for example. So let's take a look real quick. So Final Cut, was it Pro X? Is that what it still is right now? Yeah, I believe that it's. I'll check now too, but I, I'm I'm correct. It's three hundred bucks, and then Logic. Is Ooh, first of all, they give you a free trial, which is nice. Yeah, but you have to be on a Mac. Oh yeah, of course. But uh, because I mean that's the thing. I used to have a Mac, so I know I like the Mac. So like, you're not sure about the software. Yeah, because I've never used my I, the iMac I used to have. I never used it for serious work other than Logic, and it was great. No, um, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. The Final Cut Pro 10 is 299, which is and not Logic not, is 199. Which I'm not even as concerned. Like I want to be able to learn how to use. Uh, like relearn logic just so i have the knowledge but my main daw of choice is actually reaper which is also on mac so i'm not even that concerned with logic right now the main thing is final cut pro 10 and i think they have an i don't know if it's another app i think it's called motion yes i don't know actually. it's motion it's uh, motion. It's fifty bucks. It is like a motion graphics tool. I think it's kinda like their equivalent-ish to After Effects. Kinda, I think. Right. I mean, I that all makes sense to me. It's just now a matter of money. Yeah. At the end of the day, what happens if you get it and you say Final Cut's great and all, but I'm not necessarily sold on it being over uh, Premiere? What are you gonna do? Because here's the thing. To configure this Mac the way you would want it, okay, you wouldn't want, I mean, you would not, I know, stick with the 6-core i5, you'd want the i7. Yeah. You would probably want 32 gigs of memory. We, and you'd yeah. Want a, you'd probably want a terabyte SSD. Which well. Would, and let's say you didn't buy Final Cut up front, okay, and you just got the, the machine, you're going to use the free trial of Final Cut. You're still spending thirty three hundred bucks for tax. Well, that's the thing. So with the iMac, the let's just say twenty seven inch iMac. Yes, that's the twenty seven. That yeah, four. Yeah, the the eight core. Um, oh, I oh, sorry, the, that's that's not. It's a ten core. I not i seven. It is an i seven, right? Not an i nine. Uh, no, it's an i nine. I take that back. Wait, wait, which which? 
This is the 27. It's either the 6-core i5 or the 10-core i9. Okay. Uh, 5 gigahertz one, so I'm assuming it's like a 10900, whatever. So so the 3.8 gigahertz 8-core processor turbo boost up to 5 gigahertz, that's actually... 10-core. That's a 10-core i9. It's actually an 8-core. Which one are you looking at? Oh, you can you can pay for an upgrade to get a ten. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, the, gotcha. So for the the for the twenty seven inch, the one I'm looking at at least, the only options were either the six core i five or the ten core i nine. Okay, so I saw the uh, it was one for twenty two ninety nine. For me, it shows an eight core i seven, but you can upgrade to a ten core, which I honestly don't need. I am plenty fine with the eight core. Yeah, I see that one now. Okay. Um, I see that one here. I wouldn't You'd still have to upgrade a few things. I would like 32 gigs of RAM, which Apple wants $600. I would absolutely not do it from Apple. I would do it from third-party vendor oh, yeah. where it is way cheaper. So I'm not paying $600 for that. No way. Oh, yeah. I, I would just make sure first. I, I'm pretty sure you can still swap the RAM out. On you can. Probably. You absolutely can. I've, I've checked. Oh, yeah. I see the little, little slot in back. Yeah, you can do it. So, yeah, you could just do that then. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I would probably like substantially cheaper. I would probably like to have a one terabyte SSD, but it has Thunderbolt, so I actually want to have external storage anyway. So I could just stick with the five twelve gigs for the OS, my applications, and then just buy like one or two terabyte external Thunderbolt drive. Because what work too, yeah. Because what I've been doing with the game, uh, the video game stuff I've been recording, I've been using my laptop, been using Elgato software to record the gameplay and the audio, using Adobe Audition to record the microphones, and I've been recording all of them directly to a SanDisk external SSD I have. So all the video, all the sound is going directly to an external SSD, and I've been editing them off the same external drive. Because mm-hmm. the external SSD is quick enough that you can do your edits directly off that drive, so I don't even need to move it from a drive onto the computer. I can just edit directly off that. So... I could, in theory, spend the $22.99 on that stock model, upgrade the RAM later, and I'm fine. You could do that, yeah. The, the only thing I absolutely would do, and this sounds dumb, I would get the trackpad. The trackpad's cool, yeah, I've used it. It's actually really cool. I would get the trackpad instead of that mouse. <laughs> Yeah, the trackpad's very cool. Yeah. So, since you're going to do all that, though, that's... I mean, you're, you're bringing your cost down substantially. Yeah. On my mid-2000s. So yeah. now, it's still expensive, though, so it's a matter of, are you okay with spending that much for an experiment that you may end up selling this computer in six months? I mean, the thing is, I don't, plan, I don't, I don't think I would sell it just because I could definitely... I could definitely find a use for it, even if I end up still using Adobe as my main. Like, I could, like, unless I flat out hate the Final Cut trial, I'd probably do edits on the Mac, sometimes using Final Cut. Um, I could definitely find a use for it. Plus, 
it would be nice just to have app like a Mac. Just because I, I do like using it. Well, yeah, there's your answer then. You should get a Mac. The only question now is, do you want when? it now or do you want to wait for Apple Silicon? Which best bet I'm thinking is spring. I think June is the best bet. Um, likely longer. June yeah. might be an announcement. I'm thinking is when we'll get some pricing information and everything by June, and then I don't think we'll actually see these in production until next year. More realistically, I think it's becoming more and more realistic that we won't see this until the summer. Yeah, because um, I'm not buying a computer right now, in general. Um, so, I'm probably going to end up waiting for the Apple Silicon. I think. But we'll see but yeah i'm curious about i'm curious about all this there we go i said it again god damn it i'm curious god damn it i'm gonna make a t-shirt that just says i'm curious we'll sell merch sell merch um blah 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 blah, blah. Right, a lot of nvidia a lot of apple i think that was basically it i think that's all we got cool well uh i guess that's gonna wrap it up for this episode i believe episode five i think mm -hmm. cool get another episode out maybe this week if cool not early next week yeah we're gonna try to do this weekly see i promised no two month gap this time and it wasn't we're also going to uh try to do uh, like a little extra smaller show i don't know if i should call it a show but thing Maybe to release during the middle of week sometimes will be just about a specific topic. So, like, on these episodes, like, on the actual podcast, we tend to find, like, news over the week. Something that we're really into, and we talk about it, like, NVIDIA and all that stuff that was announced today. But we want to talk about a little bit about the PlayStation 5 um a launch game backwards compatibility and this crazy pre-ordering thing that sony is like kind of doing but we don't want this podcast to be like five hours long so we're gonna probably record yeah, we'll like, this one here we're gonna stop here and then we're gonna record another thing after this i don't know what we're gonna call it yet but uh you're gonna see some extra content from us hopefully Hopefully, we'll be able to do this every week. And then, yeah, have more content. So, if you're not sick of us yet, you will be. Don't you worry. Anyway, holy crap. Good. That was a lot of stuff. My God. We will see all of you guys next time. See you guys soon. See you, dudes. Geek Region Network.